0: This Raver Replay podcast is being delivered by Ison's Family Pizza.
1: 103.9 WRBI Batesville, Greensburg, Versailles, Brookville now presents Southeastern Indiana's top local sports show, Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. Now, here's the Hall of Famer, Ron Raver. And good evening. I'm Bryce Kendrick filling in for the Hall
2: of Famer Ron Raver as coach continues to recover from surgery. This is Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI. We'd like to thank a few of our sponsors, of course, Cecil Eisen and staff here at Eisen's Family Pizza, Garing's Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, along with George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. We have four area boys basketball coaches on the show tonight. Coming up a bit later, we'll hear from East Central's David Disbro, South Ripley's Tyler Teasing, and Batesville's Aaron Garrett. But up first a boys basketball coach who has the best nickname among all area coaches from oldenburg academy and in his 14th season with the twisters he is gary ace mormon good evening coach how are you doing well um pleasure to be here good to see you again last time we spoke was under some great circumstances at the um, interview after the 2020 sectional game. Well, so. you know, you're leading me into the very first thing I wanted to yeah. talk about tonight because you know this whole COVID thing has been absolutely nuts, and and I wanted to go back a little bit because uh, it. I don't know. It feels like you and I may have had some unfinished business there. I mean, it was an outstanding season for you guys, 18 and seven, and you finished the season with a win, but yet it's not a state championship. You right. know, it's that you uh, that doesn't happen. But it happened no. happened two years ago, didn't it? Right. Well, we ended up. Uh, um, Winning our last six games in a row, uh-huh.
3: and uh, if you would have told us at the beginning of the year you're going to win your last six in a row, uh, how that would stack up if you drew the bye or didn't have to win three games, which we had to in that sectional. But right. had you not, that's what you would take. To, so I would have thought, Wow. So I guess we won the state, right? right. <laughs> but uh, uh, obviously, we just won the sectional and didn't get to move on to the regional. But uh, anyway, it was uh, a lot of fun and a rare thing for those seniors to win the last game they ever played. Yeah. Everybody other than the state champions
2: lose the last game they play. That's right. But they they went out a winner, that's for sure. And and then so then we transitioned to last year. And last year, of course, was a mess for everybody in regards to COVID. And and uh, you, you, you go through a season like that and... You know, I mean, you've been doing this for a while now. Was there any point, like, you know, maybe towards the end of the year, once you had a chance to digest the season uh, that you just completed, is, you know, with what you had to go through and what the kids had to go through, do you ever feel like, is it still worth it to do it?
3: Uh, no, but I do think that there was a feeling of uh, a bit of lament for uh, the kids last year and everybody uh-huh. that uh, it was their last go round because it was definitely not the same feel. Sure. Every one of the players would tell you that. Right. Uh, you know, it's, in some gyms they allowed twenty five percent, but it never had the same vibe. Other than the sectional was was close, but right. even that was was kind of a tamped down yep. uh, environment slightly, but. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was very sad really for the seniors, though I got to tell you, they never complained about it. Right. Uh, but those seniors who uh, had the good fortune of playing in some really big games uh, in the prior years would tell tell the younger ones that, you know, this is entirely different. Uh, than a typical Indiana high school right. basketball season.
2: Well, let's talk about a few of your kids last year. Uh, the team finished six and twelve, but and you graduated five seniors off of that club, and you had a couple of real studs, Andrew yeah.
3: Osterling and Will Freeland. Talk about those two. Yeah. Oh, they're two really good players. They both were starters on that sectional championship team, and. Uh, uh, you know, last year's team got off to a slow start, but we were really good at the end of the year Morristown, mm-hmm. uh, in the sectional, we drew them in the first game of the sectional and, uh, they went into that game. Uh, I know they finished the season 22 and five, so they must, uh, they beat us in Jackson So they must've been 20 and five going in 20 yep. and four going into that game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they beat us 42, 41 in a game, mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, Freeland, had a three, an open three at the buzzer that went way down in and out and came out, and uh, that was just uh, not surprising to us because uh, a week earlier than that, we played at Triton Central who won that tough sectional right. with with uh, South, South Decatur, Decatur and South, Cater, Ripley South Ripley and beat them on their floor, yeah. so we knew we were, and uh, in talking to – uh coach mcclellan before the game he was like we drew exactly who we didn't want and right. we were extremely confident and felt really good and and uh you know could have uh could have very easily been the twisters uh uh coming out on top again but it didn't turn out that way right that's the way it goes
2: you had uh, you had some good support players there that gave you some good minutes you had uh, mormon Shevler and hoff yep as well all good guys
3: great 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 teammates and uh tough to see them guys go and like mm-hmm. i said fortunately for them they were able to enjoy uh, the more typical high school basketball seasons leading up to that in a in a, a sectional championship but you know you did feel for them uh, uh but you know the baseball season started to transition i i felt like uh, l- last year during baseball um uh, when the weather kind of broke, it was it felt a little bit more like high school athletics right. Than, right. than the winter See, there's, there's such caution and trepidation, you know, during right. the winter, you know, that it just – I think there are lots of fans that even if there was room to go to in the game or enough seats, a lot of people are like, wow, I think I'm just going to stay home. But yeah. uh, uh, fortunately, uh, when it became baseball season and we had a really good baseball team
2: uh, – they were able to enjoy that. Right. You need to watch it with the 50-cent words, by the way, because I'm not that smart. <laughs> so trepid- trepidation is it's beyond my vocabulary. I try to keep everything to two syllables or less. Yeah, there we go. Hey, before we talk about this team, I uh, wanted to talk about the facility there at Oldenburg, the Feldhouse. That is a beautiful, beautiful place, and it, you must be quite proud to be able to call that home.
3: Oh, absolutely. It's gorgeous. So... Uh, all the thanks to the community and to uh, not just the OA community, but to all the people that donated money and, and worked really hard to make that come about. Yeah. Uh, but uh, really really neat, and to see how far it's come um, that we you know, had to build a place like that
2: uh, speaks volumes
3: for, uh, for the OA community.
2: Okay, let's jump now to uh, this year's team. We're speaking with Gary Mormon, the head coach of Oldenburg uh, Boys Basketball. And as we look at this year's team, uh, you've, you've got some experience coming back. Talk a little bit about the personnel that you have this year. Well, we are experienced in life, just yes. not a lot of basketball right. exper- experience. We uh,
3: Nick Follip, uh played a lot of uh-huh. varsity for us. Uh, then the other guys had very limited minutes, even though we start five seniors. Right. But uh, Schumann, Mormon... Uh, and Grody all were guys who played some varsity, um, but, uh, uh, you know,
2: yeah, and sorry about that we disappeared there momentarily but we are back and once again speaking with Oldenburg boys basketball coach Gary Mormon coach we were in the middle of talking about uh, your player personnel for this year and uh, um, m- maybe we'll just go back and re- recap just a little bit here we were talking about the players that you had back you have several players back uh, but not necessarily a lot of varsity experience not a lot of varsity minutes yeah uh, so like I said we have a. a
3: uh, life experience and age, but uh, not a lot of uh, varsity basketball experience. But, boy, they played extremely well on Friday night against an outstanding Edinburgh team. Yeah, talk
2: about that game, Coach. 58-45 uh,
3: at the home of the Lancers. Yeah, the, Edinburgh's really good. Very talented. You know, they came in averaging 77 a game and had an individual averaging 33. Uh, we able we were able to hold Dewey to 15. And uh, they outscored us by 13 in the first quarter and it is an even game after that. Uh-huh. Um we uh only took 12 players between varsity and JV down there. That's all the healthy <laughs> h- healthy oh and gosh. non-injured people. so we had 12 people to play both games. So we were up against it a little bit so we had two freshmen play in the varsity game. Right. Uh so anyway, I thought that uh we uh we we actually battled and and showed very well, showed a lot of determination and guts. We did not shoot particularly well, but uh Edinburgh is going to win a lot of games this year. A whole bunch of them. They're big, fast, experienced, can shoot, Mm -hmm.
2: uh, and very difficult to beat on their home floor. Uh, We mentioned, and and I'm trying to mix this or trying to figure this out with based on the time that we got uh, inadvertently cut off. There, uh, we mentioned uh, Nick Fallop was is the kid that's back that has the most experience for you, and he 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 did a great job with you guys last year. Uh, Outside of Nick, who are who are the keys in order for this team to have? Uh, some success this season. Who are the ones that are going to drive the ship? Right. Well, uh, big boy Stewart, our big man inside. Dylan, Dylan Stewart,
3: uh, 6'5", 298. I'm 298 minus the well, 6'5". All right. Well, he, <laughs> he, got, uh, he got 15 points and 12 boards. Ooh hello. And so That was uh, hello is right. Yeah. So he, he had a really nice first game, and we're going to need, uh, I don't know if you can count on 15 and 12 out of a guy every night, but he had a great like first game. That'd be great <laughs> Uh, Frank Mormon was second in scoring. He had 10 for us and had a really good floor game. Mm And uh, did most of the ball handling for us. We brought back no guards, right? So we had to turn a couple forwards into guards. And and uh, so he did a really nice job for us. Uh, CJ Grody had six and also helped out in the. Guard department for Mm -hmm. us. Um, Nick Fallop had nine and had uh, also nine rebounds. So that's a pretty good night for him. That's a very good night. Yep. Schumann didn't score but uh, had a really good floor game. And then off the bench, we had uh, a couple freshmen. uh, Caleb Grody, or Caleb Grivey Mm -hmm. scored three and Jacob Stanger scored two. So, yeah, you had a couple freshmen played lots of minutes against a really good team. So that's quite a challenge in their first varsity game. Uh, to go against really experienced guys who are bigger and faster than them. But
2: they, uh, they they held their own. Certainly got tested early. And yep. uh, unfortunately, you didn't get to play the Morristown game on Saturday. And for those listening that are Oldenburg fans, uh, that game is going to be made up as a varsity-only contest on Monday, December 13th at Morristown. Did I get that right? That's correct. All right. Well, let's jump to what's happening this week because you guys are going to be quite busy. Oh, yeah. Uh, you head down to Madison uh, tomorrow to take on Madison Christian. What do you know right. about
3: that team? Well, they're 6-0. I know that about them. Yeah. Uh, They have a really good individual score that's averaging 21. So we don't, I've never seen any film on them, never seen them play. So it's a new pickup for us. but like I said, they've beaten everybody
2: they've played so far, so mm-hmm. I guess we will find out what that means. And then uh, Seton Catholic, a familiar opponent, and then uh, Coach Dave will be coming in right after you get the Trojans on Saturday. That's right. So no rest up.
3: for the wicket. That's right. We <laughs> uh, the It'll be fun. Saturday is a big day in the town of Oldenburg because you have all the – the Christmas lights uh-huh. and all, everything, the big celebration goes on on Saturday, and we play East Central uh, in an afternoon game, so those people that are going to come over, uh, the JV tips at 12, and we play the varsity at one thirty. so that'll be fun. Uh, Seton Catholic's really good, they're 3-1, and one, so and I know East Central has not lost, so uh among all the teams that we're playing this week, uh, if I, my math is right, that would be an 11-1
2: of those three. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's going to be you quite get, a week. You get bonus points for strength of schedule. Right? Yeah, there <laughs> we go. Coach, great catching up with you again. Good seeing you. Yeah, and uh,
3: shout-out, of course, to Coach Raven. Please. Yes, yep, uh, great. Uh, talk to him several times uh, this summer and in the fall, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, things uh, – Start breaking his way, yep. and we certainly miss having he and Sally around. Absolutely, but uh, really enjoyed talking to you. All right, Gary, good seeing you. Yeah, good you. seeing you.
2: That's Gary Mormon, head coach of the Oldenburg Academy Twisters. We will be back with East Central head coach David Disbro right after this short break. When coach's Corner continues on Country 103.9 WRBI.
0: Hey, So Ison from Ison's Family Pizza. The holidays are among us, and we're super happy to have our employee Christmas party tonight. With that being said, we are closing our doors today at 4. The Ison's Family Pizza staff would like to say thanks to our customers for your patronage this year. And tonight, Krista and I also get to say thank you to our employees. I also want to give a shout out to Snickers and Peanuts and the Toros for supplying our food tonight. Once again, Ison's Family Pizza is closing today, December 6th at 4 p.m., for our employee Christmas party. Elco, your local Linux dealer is 50 years old. Hi, it's Scott Lamping, and we're proud to have been providing quality products, professional installation, and dependable service for residential, commercial, and farms in southeastern Indiana since 1971. Our experienced and helpful counter staff can help you do it yourselfers and contractors, and our experienced service technicians and installers are glad to do it for you. Hurt Elko celebrating 50 years of business. When it comes to your health, it's important you find a health care team that is experienced, professional, perform- Professional and compassionate.
2: At Margaret Mary Health, urologist Michael Maggio is all three. Having worked in the field of urology for 30 years, he specializes in treating concerns related to the urinary tract as well as the male reproductive tract. Dr. Maggio sees patients at Margaret Mary's Outpatient and Cancer Center located in Batesville. To learn more, visit mmhealth.org or call 812-933-5110.
1: You are tuned to Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza at 103.9 WRBI. And welcome back. Thanks
2: again to Oldenburg Boys Basketball Coach Gary Mormon for joining me in the first segment of Coach's Corner from Ison's Family Pizza in Batesville. Our show is brought to you in part by Great Plains Communications, Hurton Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutswiller. Joining me now, he is the dean of high school boys basketball in southeast Indiana in his 23rd season with the Trojans. He is East Central's David Disbro. Good
4: evening, Coach. How are you? I'm fine. You know, I the, say... The Dean is yeah. not just <laughs> really, really old. Well, really, I, really old. I was going to follow... Uh, dean is a nice way of saying... You've been doing this for a while. I have been doing this a long time, and I appreciate that I'm still doing it, and hopefully they continue to let me do it for a while.
2: I want to talk to you about that, and you you led me right into my my first thing here because uh, last year, you know, with a combination of longevity and success, uh, you reached a milestone last year. You hit uh, 300 career wins. Congratulations on that. At what point were you able to actually just stop, take a breath, and think about, man, that's all right?
4: well, I'll tell you thank you first mm-hmm. um it was it was uh we we had a last year was such an interesting year uh-huh. because of just everything we went through mm-hmm. with with covid sure with uh not having players mm-hmm. with players ha- actually having covid having to watch tapes and try to contact trace with Losing players that were contact traced, and and uh, at the banquet last year, I went through and had had put down how many actual games that we had missed from our players, yeah. and it was it was close to a hundred games. Oh my gosh! And you know we were fourteen and ten last year. Mm-hmm. It was uh, I think a successful year and a good year, but we had been playing those guys since they were freshmen and sophomores, right? And we were really expecting big things out of uh-huh. that group, right? But we played so many games without. A lot of our players, Mm -hmm. uh, almost 100 games. Never
2: had all the pieces of the puzzle. No.
4: And you're talking about the all-time leading scorer in East Central's history, Mm -hmm. which if you say Luke Collinsworth, most people are going to say, there is no way (laughs) that he is the leading scorer in East Central basketball's history. But what you also have to understand is from day one, game one, that guy didn't miss a game. Mm -hmm. He averaged like 12 or 14 points a game. And the only time he ever missed games was with the COVID stuff last year. Yep. So he got to play a lot of varsity games then uh, with last year. So you got to plan on Luke becoming the all-time leading scorer. Luke Rohrabacher. I'm sorry, Luke Collinsworth Collinsworth becoming the all-time leading scorer. So the ball, (laughs) and what are we going to do? And are we going to stop the game? And what happens if it happens on the road? Right. So as a coach, you got to. You want to do that for sure. the kid. And then you've got a guy like Logan Rohrbacher, right. who also becomes a thousand-point scorer, and you're doing a lot of the similar things with him that you're doing with Luke. But Luke's is – he's the all-time leading scorer. Yeah. And then on top of that, my wife gets mad at me all the time because <laughs> I, I don't tell her a lot of things about, like, how many wins I have. Right. This is coming up. This might happen tonight, right. which I'm, I'm trying to get better at.
2: huh. Um, you think you get better at it after 23 years, Coach? Maybe just, I'm just saying. Maybe,
4: <laughs> but I never want. I don't want any of that attention. Sure. Yes. I, I don't care if anybody knows that I've right. won whatever I've won. Right. But I try to tell her, and I try to tell everybody, and like me, when I look at it, I'm looking at at Coach, at, at who's on top, and and who's got all these wins. And I tell her all the time, well. You know that guy's a great. J.R. Holmes is a great coach, and mm-hmm. Coach Miller at Washington's a great coach, right. and Kiefer, Coach Kiefer's up there, and they're battling. So you got to step back and say, you know, it is important to you. Yeah. Um, but it, it really just means yeah. that you're old, and that you've had really <laughs> good people around you, and you've had really good players around you, yeah. and you've had really good assistant coaches right. around you. And to answer your question, after talking way too long, <laughs> um, we were in that tournament down Mm -hmm. at southwestern right so we had played um purdue poly to get us that first win Mm -hmm. and we didn't have time to say hey it was number 300 because southwestern's coming next and then madison or danville's coming next and it was a while before you were just like take a deep breath and say man yeah that's a lot of wins right it is but it's a lot of
2: years it is and and again i mean it's just it's almost unheard of in this business anymore actually i mean really business in general for a person to be, you know, at 20 plus years at
4: one place and, and And, doing the same thing. And I'm at 31 yeah, and, and, you know, I was an assistant or a head coach at the lower levels for eight at the same place. So I've just been extremely lucky. My kids got to go to school there. Alex is listening. She's in, uh, she's at Ohio Wesleyan and I told Uh her I got my sweatshirt on and everything. Um, but they they got to go to school there. You know, she got to play volleyball there. Uh Um, (laughs) It's a great place to teach and coach.
2: Yeah. Well, it's uh, congratulations to Thank all, you. all your success. Thank and, you. and I hope you hang around for, for a while longer, too. Um, I wanted to, you know, the unfair question is that, well, you know, what was the biggest win of all the 300 that you had? And, you know, what were all the great players that you had and all the coaches? You, I, I want to get something a little bit more immediate. Um, we talked about the up and down season that was last year 14 and 10 and and how you had so many players that were out with covid i was going over your list of games last year and i saw i saw several of them in person and there were a couple in my mind that stood out but instead of me saying what stood out to me? What were some of the what were some of your favorite victories from last year? Just last year. Just last year. Something more immediate because you know I can't remember what happened yesterday. I'm hoping that you could at least draw back and, and take a look at last year.
4: Well, the first one that comes to my mind is is the Madison win mm-hmm. and not looking at you know John Harrell and saying um, look at who we beat last year. Right. Um, because I I get it a little bit mixed up with COVID. Uh, we had beat Bloomington North that year before. Yeah, um, to take us into the sectional championship game. Right, wasn't last year? Right, right. It was two years ago. Two years ago. Okay, because that gets me too. Yeah. Players and but that Madison game last year, they had a really nice team. Mm-hmm. Sharon yes, Wilkerson is their coach, and I really like the guy, and he's been extremely nice to us. Mm-hmm. And we did not have Luke Collinsworth right. at that tournament, and we had just battled. Southwestern, who I thought was really, really good, and Mm. about beat them without Luke, right? And had to play. I think we were we were playing for fourth place against Madison Uh on that final day, yeah. And probably man for man with who we had that day, they were probably better than us, Uh and we played so well well that day, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also think back to the Rushville game. Which was right after Christmas break, mm-hmm. and it was the first time that we had everybody. Right, and and how much fun that was, right. and how well they played together. Uh huh. So those two kind of stick out. Just me thinking, um, the Greensburg final game the of final the year. The final game,
2: that that to me was probably out of all of them because Stacy had a great group last year. He and, really did. And and for you to, to beat them and, yep. and and as well as you play, I mean that was that was a big game for you those, guys.
4: The, I I could, those three. Stick out right away.
2: The only other one I had on the list, and because you guys played in four overtime games last year, you got one of them against uh, Harrison right across the right across the state line there so you know the the OT win uh,
4: you're against Harrison against Harrison yeah that, that would have been the other yeah. one I think and i i, I knew we had played a bunch of overtime games last year but you know the overtime game that i keep thinking about right now is saturday night right and how we won that one but yeah you're right that was a big win too well,
2: we're going to talk about that one in a minute but uh, let's let, let's talk about your two games so far and and first of all just a uh, uh, you mentioned uh, uh your your two big guys from from last year uh, combined um Collinsworth and Rohrbacher, thirty-seven points and fifteen rebounds a game.
4: Yes, that's tough to replace. It is. <laughs> and then, then, you're, then you, you know, you can go right on down the list, and and I'll probably miss some of them because there was six or seven of them. But then you take John Hotel, who was mm-hmm. your best defender, and you take Aiden Kinnett who was a guy who handled the ball a lot, mm-hmm. and you take um, stuff that never shows up in a stat sheet. Yeah. yeah, and you can just go right on down the list mm-hmm. because we had so many seniors last year, and. We we have some guys back from last year's team, mm-hmm. but this is what I've been telling everybody: they they weren't asked to do what we're asking them to do this year. Right? You know, there were times when Jaden Dennis and Caleb Mergenthal and Casey McQueen and um, I'm missing somebody, Cooper Hogue, right. And Ryan Sellhorse. There were times when those guys gave us a lot of minutes last year, but and they all played a lot of varsity basketball last year. But now they're the guys, right? They're the guys that are handling the ball and running the show. They're the guys that are scoring, that are supposed to be getting every rebound. They're supposed to be the best defender. Right. Yeah, it, It's you're right. It's it, What we lost last year is hard to replace, and I can't ever remember in 23 years losing as much from one season to the next. Right.
2: David Disbro, head coach of East Central, is joining us right now on Coach's Corner. And, and Coach, you've played two games this season, one and both. Let's go back to game number one, a victory over Milan, 62-39. to 39. And just a huge third quarter for you guys, outscoring the Indians 24-10. to 10. And that really was the difference in the ballgame right there. Yep.
4: And, um, you know, uh, we, I think we got up 16 in the first half. I think they cut it to 10 at halftime. I think it was 26-16. to 16. Mm-hmm. And I believe we went on about a 14-0 run to start the third quarter. Right. I mean, it, it was, again, something that we talk about. It was it was us doing a lot of really good things, both offensively and defensively, for that short amount of time right. where we went on that fourteen zero run. And, you know, like, Mergenthal, both nights, had really, really good games. He did 22 uh,
2: against Milan and 19 against uh, Northwest of Ohio. Yes. And uh, shot quite well from the arc, too. Yes. And? free throws on 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 saturday's game we'll talk about that in a second but yep. just to go back a little bit more a little bit more on Milan, um you know uh, jaden dennis had a really good night 12 points and seven assists so scoring and also dishing the ball and Sellhorse turned in for a uh, turn turned in for 11 and you you were talking about last year's team and now you had some of these other players doing stuff that you don't stand see on a stat sheet so in that game against Milan, maybe pick out maybe one or two players that not necessarily had a great stat line but uh but performed well for you.
4: I'm going to go I'm going to go with the two bigs, okay. which we don't really have any bigs and that's kind of what we're trying to do some different things on offense because those guys Casey McQueen and and Adam Sizemore are both really good passers. Mm-hmm. They're really good shooters. Right. And they work really hard and yep. those two guys rebounding, um defending both did really, really nice jobs on Friday night against Milan. Uh-huh. Um, starting the offense, initiating the offense, getting it where it needed to go. Those two guys did a really nice job on Friday night.
2: Well, let's jump now to Saturday because this was a whole lot of fun. And when I when I sent you a text and you you told me how you won the game, I was like, "Wow, that was impressive." First of all, where is Northwest of Ohio at? Where is that at?
4: You would go um, 275 to Coleraine Avenue.
2: Okay. That I know. And
4: uh, it is the Northwest School District, so you're talking about coal on one end and Northwest oh, on the okay. other. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So we are over by Northgate Mall, mm-hmm. Struble or Pippin Road. Uh huh. Um, and it's. Uh, did you do any shopping, by the way? Did, getting... We did not. Okay. That. Well, shop local. We right. were just. Yeah, I'm <laughs> almost finished with my Christmas shopping. Um, and, but that's where, that's where you're talking. You're yeah. talking um, over by Northgate Mall.
2: Gotcha. Very good. So, so you, you, you travel over there, you take on Northwest of Ohio. Um,. in overtime, and again, always nice to be on the upside of an overtime game, so that's a great start for you guys. But man, you're down 15 with two minutes and 16 seconds left in regulation. Take me through those last two minutes. How did you get it
4: to overtime? Well, uh, we, on the ride home, were trying to figure that out as well because we couldn't remember everything that had (laughs) happened. And we were also doing it tonight because our our normal – Scorekeeper Todd McAllister, who teaches at Hamilton, he's an ROTC guy at Hamilton, yeah. he stopped by practice tonight, and he wanted to find out how it all went down. Right. Because Tom Perdue filled in for him on, t- on Saturday night at Northwest. So um, we scored 30 points through about the first 28 minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. And we got ourselves down 15 at one point in time. And we looked up when Northwest scored at the 216 mark, we were down 15 points. Wow. And then you can see Caleb Mergenthal dribble the ball up and dribbles it right into a three. And we proceeded to turn northwest over the next two possessions and hit a. Th- let's see, a th- I think the next possession was Caleb Mergenthal getting fouled on a three. Right. He hits all three. Uh huh. And then I think the next possession is Sellhorse from the corner for a three. <laughs> so in about probably less than thirty seconds, it was probably more like twenty or twenty-five. We've now cut the lead from 15 to nine, to sorry Six. 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 Right. We get another turnover. Pazanka, our freshman, right. I believe, gets a, a. Thanks for pronouncing that name by the Pizanka. way. Pazanka.
2: I haven't had him yet. So. Uh huh. Okay. I
4: think he gets a. Um, he gets a layup and fouled for um, an an and one. So the lead is now three, and then Caleb Mergenthal hit a three right in front of our bench with about 10 to go. Wow. Um Northwest kid throws one up from probably 35 feet, mm-hmm. and they had about 10 seconds. They didn't have any timeout stuff. We didn't call one, so we let it go, and he banks it, and it was like almost down and just kind of popped back out. Wow. So we get to go to overtime. Um, got the lead, got a stop after we scored the two, and Casey caught one, probably got fouled, chinned it right into a Northwest uh, nose. Yeah. They hit two foul two free throws and then scored a two and then we never we, we never were down again after we got it tied up there. Yeah, um, made a bunch of free throws down the stretch in overtime and it was we were trying to think because Steve Lewis has been around a long time mm-hmm. with me, played for me, he's coached two different times, Danny Kleckner played for me and has been around. Mm-hmm. Um, we were kind of trying to talk about Great comebacks in the 23 years. And we could remember two against South Dearborn. Uh-huh. One was a Steve Kaufman team down there at their place, and one was when Sam Sellhorse, Ryan's brother, saved us when Coach Brown was sick one night and Gibby was filling in, <laughs> and we ended up scoring like 105 and won in like three overtimes. Oh, my gosh. So those were our, those were our two big ones. Besides the Northwest game, nuts.
2: Well, you opened up with uh, two games on the road. Actually, it's part of a five-game road trip for you guys to uh, start the season uh, this week. Uh, tomorrow night, as a matter of fact, you go to Cincinnati LaSalle. So you you head back over into the Buckeye State. and Then Friday, uh, you will be in North Vernon to take on Jennings County. And Saturday, we just had Gary Mormon with OA. You'll be at the uh, Feldhouse on Saturday. So uh, uh, quite the uh, interesting schedule. Interesting to start the the year. week.
4: Yeah. Uh, nor- the LaSalle game is supposed to be next Tuesday, so we should have LaSalle on Tuesday and Batesville on Saturday for a non-conference, which okay. is the way we scheduled it. Okay. Uh, LaSalle asked us to switch, okay. so sectional to make it kind of like a sectional week, we did that. Okay. And then Oldenburg's got something going on on Saturday night, so it was supposed to be a night game, so now we're going to play Jennings on Friday night and turn around and play Oldenburg at noon on Saturday. All so right. we go to D1 in Fort Wayne. <laughs> So we're just going to make it kind of be like a D1 week where we play nine games in two and a half days. That's fantastic. That's what we're going to do. Coach, it's great catching up with you again. Thanks
2: so much for uh, coming down to the show tonight. We wish you all the best this week, and uh, hope to have you back on the show soon. Appreciate you having us, and any I'll right. be here. All right, thank, thank you, Coach. Thank you. Thank you. Dave Disbro, head coach out of East Central, and we're going to take a break when we come back. Tyler Teasing of South Ripley will join us next. You're listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI.
0: Hey, Cecil Ison from Ison's Family Pizza. The holidays are among us, and we're super happy to have our employee Christmas party tonight. With that being said, we are closing our doors today at 4. The Ison's Family Pizza staff would like to say thanks to our customers for your patronage this year. And tonight, Krista and I also get to say thank you to our employees. I also want to give a shout-out to Snickers and Peanuts and the Toros for supplying our food tonight. Once again, Ison's Family Pizza is closing today, December 6th at 4 p.m. for our employee Christmas party.
1: Back to more Coach's Corner. Delivered by Ison's Family Pizza on 103.9 WRBI. And we'd like to
2: thank our hosts at Ison's Family Pizza, along with Gehring's, Georgia's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, plus Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, who helped sponsor Coach's Corner on WRBI. I'm Bryce Kendrick, filling in for the Hall of Famer, Ron Raver. Thanks again to East Central's David Disbro, who was just with me to talk a little Trojan basketball. Now we turn our attention to the Raiders, South Ripley boys basketball coach and their head coach. Uh, he is uh, South Ripley fourth year boss, Tyler Teasing. Welcome to the co- show, coach, and uh, good evening. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It is good to have you. Now, you and I had a chance. We talked before the Jacksonville game, and I'm sure we have some new listeners uh, here that didn't catch uh, the game with the Eagles. Uh, so if you don't mind, I want to back up just a little bit. And, and just to... To go back and reflect a bit on uh, the season that was a year ago, your team goes 21 and two, and uh, as you and I talked about, you know, for the most part, this team just absolutely tore it up. Uh, but being bittersweet, I know you were hoping to play a bit longer in the month of March. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
6: you know, if I think I told you before that if you would have told me we would have won 21 games that year, you know, I would have thought you were crazy. I mean, uh-huh. I knew we were going to be, I, I thought we could be pretty good, but winning 21 games, that's that's really hard to do, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what level of competition you're in. Um, and I, I, I always think that, you know, sometimes the basketball guys, they have to be on your side in mm-hmm. order, order to win that many games. And A little luck never hurts. Exactly. Yep. And, um, and we got some lucky rolls, and, you know, we were fortunate enough to have really good players that were able to into hoop a lot, so yeah.
2: you know, we, And you know, as I was talking with Coach Mormon and Coach Disbro before you, I mean, both of those programs lost some really, really stud kids, and you did as well. Uh, Cody Samples and Jaden Pete certainly at the top of the list, and, and Bryce Franklin uh, maybe kind of the maybe the unsung hero out out of that trio there. But he just he just did a lot of little little things for you, and it was that was that was a fantastic senior class that you had.
6: It really was. You know, you mentioned you know with Cody Samples, he's our all time lead scorer. Mm-hmm. Jaden, uh, you know, he was our more of our inside man. Um, kind of a makeshift post player, I guess you want to say, because right. he, he never really grew up to be a, a post, but he all of a sudden turned to be 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, so we had to turn him into something, <laughs> uh, but now, and then like you mentioned Bryce, Bryce was kind of like the unsung hero, um, you know, just a lot of little inside things that people don't understand, he he was a two, three-year starter, mm-hmm. uh, two-year starter, um, and you know, he started to take kind of the, that role of yep. being coming off the bench. Um, and a lot of that happened because of an injury early on in the right. year, and we just started to flip things around, and yeah. we started going on a roll, and it was kind of hard to, uh, to break that uh, cohesiveness that right. w- that we had. And, and Bryce accepted his role really well. Um, probably, you know, he could probably tell you he didn't play as well that year as what he's expected, but, uh-huh. uh, but for what he... What he accepted for coming mm-hmm. off the bench for a senior, someone yeah. who started
2: for two years, um, I really,
6: I'm really proud of him for that.
2: Well, you, you have certain play. Every team has certain players that that will grab the headlines, you know, often. But you need players like a Bryce Franklin in order to have the type of success that you had last year.
6: Absolutely, um, and, and you know, and sometimes I, I feel like we we missed some of that sometimes last year. Not mm-hmm. a, more of we didn't really have a lot of role players. We just had a lot of really good players that could really play. And I I really think, you know, actually looking at this season, um, I think you need those role players. Yeah, you know, and we did have those role players last mm-hmm. year, but not one of one of those like you know you're my junk guy. You're you're out here to do one job, one job only. Right. We just had a lot of guys that could go out there, shoot, score, defend a little bit. Yeah. It, it made it really fun last year, but like you said, it was kind of a bittersweet moment.
2: Well, this year's team, they're two and one. Uh, you're two and one. Uh, you did lose <laughs> the opening game in the Turkey Shootout at Jacksonville, fifty-seven fifty, and and I know your club wasn't quite as full strength. And we were talking before the game that uh, it was what the day before that you actually had your core group on the floor for the for the first time
6: yeah so uh uh blake volts he rolled his ankle uh pretty bad in practice uh for very first week but second day actually yeah and uh he was a uh, lot of limited contact he shot a lot he kind of tried to go up and down as much as he could mm-hmm. uh but when he came to five on five stuff you know he he stayed away yeah um did a lot of icing just try to you know hopefully nurse it by the time we got to right. the first game and I'm, I didn't think he was going to be able to go, to right. be honest with you. But he uh, – He, you know, I, I, I really – I'm really surprised. I, yeah. I don't have any words for it. Um. And he's still trying to – he's still limping around a lot right now. Yeah. Uh, but he's gotten it out and he's playing. And he played a lot more minutes than I, I could ever thought he was going to play at Uh. Jacksonville. But as a coach, you know, it's one of those things that you don't see your player really hurt it's like I got to have you out there, even though in the back of your mind you're thinking, oh, he really needs to come out. But right. he, uh, like I said, he really gutted it out, and he's been gutting it out for the last three games.
2: Yeah, well, and you know, there are certain players that don't want to come out, and there are certain games where you don't want to miss, and and right. both of those things came together for the Jacksonville game. And man, what a crazy game that was! Fifty-seven, fifty—the final score. The game is tied at halftime, and then you guys. Looked like you were going to blow the Eagles out of the gym in the third quarter. For the first five minutes of that third quarter, you guys were unstoppable.
6: Yeah. We went on a – you know, the game's all about runs. Yeah. You know, every team's going to go on a run. And, you know, Jackson Dell, for the last four years now, I I can't tell you how many leads we have blown on them. Uh, they just know how to score, you know, between yeah. Simon and Day, this year in particular. Yes, um, both of them. You know, in the years past, you had uh, – Gail, mm-hmm. you had Neil, Olman, um, Seek mm-hmm. from a couple years ago. Like they had so many kids that could score. You guys know? that
2: wake you up at night, coach.
6: It, absolutely, <laughs> you know, <laughs> guys, and I'm glad that they're not in a in a uniform anymore. But uh, you, you know, we went on a pretty good run. Um, you know, and we knocked down a lot of shots, and then. At that fourth quarter, last five minutes of the game, everything just kind of blew up on us. Um, It kind of reminded me of those things where this team wasn't quite sure who to look for. Uh Um, You know, for the last couple of years, it's always been, you know, Cody's that guy. Cody Samples was that guy to kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, get us a bucket when we needed a bucket. And and we were, it looked like we were just unsure. Um, You know, the last five minutes of that game, you know, and and it was a very slow chip by Jackson Dell. It wasn't a a big, you know, comeback by any means. Right. but, you know, the last five minutes of game, when you have five turnovers, you miss two friends, a one and one, and right. uh, you shoot one of three from the field, and the last five minutes of game, you're not going to win a lot of games that way. Right. Um, after watching film with them the next day, you know, we, talk, we talked with our guys, and we really believe we just kind of beat ourselves. Yeah. Um, and nothing against Jackson Dell. I think Jackson Dell, I mean, they, they put us in uncomfortable situations mm-hmm. to turn us over. Uh, they defended, got stops when they needed, and they scored when they needed. So, you know, I, I really commend them for that. But, we as a staff and as a kids, you know, after watching film like fellas, like a lot of this was self-induced, right. you know. Especially if you hit free throws, you hit right. free throws. This is an entirely different game. So, um, luckily for us, we shot seventeen and nineteen on Saturday
2: yeah. to help seal that deal. So. Uh, we're going to talk about your two games coming up here. In fact, before we jump to the Saturday game against North Decatur, and congratulations on both your recent wins, by the way, let's go back first to Rising Sun. Uh, you went down to their place, uh, a conference opponent. That was also a non-conference. Non-conference. Uh, yes, yeah. Okay, so the Jack game I know was non-conference. You'll see them again at the end of the year. Rising Sun you'll see again later in the year. Um, but uh, you go down there and take care of business, Seventy-eight forty-two. 42
6: Always a hard place to play at.
4: Yeah,
2: uh, I've learned that very, very.
6: Been quickly. In that gym a lot. It is. <laughs> it, it is a very hard place to play at. and We've been fortunate that the last couple couple of meetings there, uh, we've come out and they, we've we've played well. Mm-hmm. Uh, first quarter wasn't very. I, I was not very happy with us. First quarter, um, second start of the second quarter, we were kind of sluggish, but from there on out, we start to kind of figure each other out. But that was another game where. We didn't have a whole lot of time with our guys. Right. You know, the, the 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 core that we thought we would have because of some injuries, and um, I told our guys last week, uh, leading into the North Dakota game, I said this is really week one for us. We right. finally have everyone relatively healthy. Actually, you know, going through every single drill, going mm-hmm. up and down as much as they can, and you know, and it really started to show. We started to gel
1: more right. than what
6: we saw in the Jack and also the North or the um, Red and Sun game. So, right. that was happy to see. Mm-hmm. So now we just gotta take care of our little nicks and
2: bruises and be ready to go this weekend well you followed up uh with uh rising sun and you end up taking up on a north decatur team who uh got a huge win for that program when they went to westport and won the civil war, civil war game in the south decatur gymnasium uh talk a little bit about the matchup with with the chargers uh,
6: a lot of mismatches uh, yeah. they they are big they're physical yes. they're football school obviously mm-hmm. um we knew going into that game and we didn't have much going into it because they only played Greensburg right? Um, and then they had the week off and then they played the Civil War game against South Decatur and we had our coach I had my coaching staff go to that game and I went to Shaw um, to watch them because we play them this week and And I I didn't know what to expect. It's a civil war. It's a rivalry game. Both teams don't like each other. You know, and you never know what's going to come out of that. So the fact that they won doesn't surprise me. It's a great win. I saw uh, Coach Metz before the game. I said, "Man, that's a heck of a win for you guys." And Mm -hmm. you know, he thought so too. And I thought it would be a dogfight. You know, and you never know. It could have been you know kind of a hangover after a big game. It happens. um, It does. And I'm not taking anything. But you guys played well. We did, and especially the very first half. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, I we watch film again today, and we watched the third quarter specifically because yeah. we only score five points. Right, and and it's been like that for um, all three games. Right. There's always been one quarter where we just went into an offensive lull, uh, but fortunately, you know, our defense has been there for us, yeah. which was a big question mark going into this season, so I've been happy about that. Uh, North Decatur's a really good team. they got some really good guards. they got a lot
2: of football players, so they're going to be ready to roll by sectional time. Um, you mentioned a great first half. Schwarty finished the game with 22. He had 18 over the first 16 minutes. I didn't know that. Yeah. I knew he had 22, but I
6: wasn't aware they had 18. Yeah. Uh, like I'm, I said, I'm your stat guy, Coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like I said, we even stat the game, after, or we stat it after every game, and I just wasn't aware of that, but yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone knows the kid. I mean, he's tall, he's lanky. Um, yeah. I call him our, our goofy six kid. Yeah. You know, the, the way he plays is exactly how he talks, and, and <laughs> I'm not gonna try to tell you what that sounds like, but it's just it's funny. But uh, he's a great kid. You know, he can he can fill it up. Um, we're still trying to get him to you know score in different ways, right. and he's still figuring it out. He's another kid that grew up as a guard. Yeah. Um, he played as a guard last year. He mm. just happened to grow to be six four. Now he's about six five. Long, long arms and. He's having to play in the post more because he's one of our taller guys. Even yeah. though he's really not a post player or a, even can't even guard a post because he's skinny. But right. we're trying to get him to find the weight room a little bit. Um, but he, he's a good kid. He can he can score multiple ways. It's just hoping to fine-tune
2: some of those other roles. Quick thoughts on the weekend, Coach. You play uh, back-to-back Friday night uh, at Shaw. Uh, and that is an ORVC conference game, and then you will be hosting Franklin County on Saturday, a game that we'll have on WRBI. Quick thought about your two opponents this weekend: uh,
6: conference game at Shaw, never easy place to play. Uh, went and scouted them, and you know they got some pieces that you know I think could cause us some trouble. Uh, they're very guard oriented, uh, yeah. not very tall, so I think we should have some mismatches underneath. But uh, because of how short they are, they're going to zone us a lot. So it's something that we're not used to. So right. um, starting tomorrow, we're going to start working on a lot of zone. Frank County, physical big. Um, they gave Lawrenceburg all that they, they yes, could they handle did. at Lawrenceburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, blew a lead there. They have a uh, a Cox kid that, you know, it's just a, Yeah, he's just a freak athlete. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he can shoot a little bit. He can jump out of the gym. Uh, and then they got a shooter. I can't really think of his last name right now. Um, uh, it's missing me, but he—you he, can't let him open. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's going to knock it down. They got two really good scores, and then they have a kid that comes off a bench. I can really shoot too. I think he ended up hitting three or four threes against Lawrenceburg yeah. off the bench. Uh, so th- they got—they they got a nice team. Um, They're—they're going to pose a really big problem for us, especially in the paint. We got to find a way to try to match up with them the best as we can, and right. throw the ball up and. Wish for the most. Well, the best, I
2: mean. Well, Coach, we greatly appreciate you coming down tonight, spending some time with us. All the best to you this weekend, and we look forward to seeing you again on uh, Saturday. Thank you. Appreciate it. Tyler Teasing, head coach of the South Ripley Raiders, and we will be back with Coach Aaron Garrett of Batesville right after this short timeout on Coach's Corner. This is Country 103.9 WRBI.
0: Hey, Cecil so Ison from Ison's Family Pizza. The holidays are among us, and we're super happy to have our employee Christmas party tonight. With that being said, we are closing our doors today at 4. The Ison's Family Pizza staff would like to say thanks to our customers for your patronage this year. And tonight, Krista and I also get to say thank you to our employees. I also want to give a shout out to Snickers and Peanuts and the Toros for supplying our food tonight. Once again, Ison's Family Pizza is closing today, December 6th at 4 p.m., for our employee Christmas party. When it comes
1: to your prescriptions and medications, you want to be able to rely on someone you know and trust, and you can trust George's to fill your prescription right, deliver it to your door, and most importantly, give you all the professional advice you need. For prescriptions you know and trust, George's Pharmacy. We are here for you. We are here for you. George's offers free delivery to Indiana, Ohio, and Kentucky. Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues from 103.9 WRVI. And we're back at Ison's Family Pizza in Batesville for another edition
2: of Coach's Corner on WRBI, brought to you in part by Great Plains Communications, Hurton Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutswiller. Once again, I'm Bryce Kendrick. Thanks to South Ripley coach Tyler Teasing from our last segment talking about Raiders boys basketball. Closing out our show again tonight, we welcome back uh, the 14th year head coach of the Batesville boys basketball program.
5: He is coach Aaron Garrett. Coach, you're entirely overdressed. Well, I changed for practice, and the boys worked me over a little bit tonight in post moves and stuff, so it's cold outside. <laughs> it is cold outside. So I put my school clothes back on to go back out into the elements.
2: Well, let's talk a little basketball, and, and uh, unfortunately, it was, a, it was a tough go for you guys up in Greensburg, and um, you've seen Greensburg shoot in that gym. I've seen Greensburg shoot in that gym. It is very, very seldom that that team does not put the ball in the bucket when they play, I can I can remember just one time of all the games I've ever seen in that gym where Greensburg is shot below fifty percent from the field and they hit seventy percent against you guys. Wow!
5: And to their credit, they they specifically do some things to create those good looks, mm-hmm. right? And and we watched film tonight in terms of where we've got to continue to improve defensively. And, and a big metric we use is points per possession. Oh yeah. So if you get to that if you get to that one point per possession that one point zero mark. You get, over the course of a game, you get a good chance to win the game. Sure. They were at 1.45. Wow. Now, a lot of that's their offensive ability, and a lot of that was our our defensive inability on on Friday night in terms of some things we'll continue to clean up. And guys are doing a good job learning, but the thing I'm probably most proud about in that game is our coaching staff didn't didn't waste a rep, our players didn't waste a rep. Mm -hmm. And in high school sports especially, even for coaches, but definitely for the players, the game gets to a certain point out of hand, guys just kind of... Well, let's just get this over with. Sometimes you check out. Yep. Yeah. I thought the guys did a great job, because that, that's our whole goal right now. It's it's second game of the year. It's it's early December. We just want to keep stacking things on top of one another from a positive standpoint. And I wouldn't know a lot of positive in that game in terms of the outcome of it, but there were some. We're young. We're without two point guards right now. Right. And we got a freshman point guard. And and Cade Kaiser is shouldering quite a load. So every single rep, obviously, for a freshman is important. Sure. But even now, as guys get shifted around again, our whole goal to come as, as Cole gets healthy, as Connor gets healthy, and we get them back this season, is when they do come back, we'll have we'll have increased depth, right. which should be a good thing because we're bringing we'll be bringing two ball handlers back that do a lot for us. So that's how we're going to attack this. Now, let's see how this goes. In the meantime, we've got a tough, tough weekend coming up, mm-hmm. but but I firmly believe our guys will fall forward and embrace it. Basketball is a simple game, but you can make it awfully complicated, right? And we get to within. Greensburg hit us early, call timeout. We come out of timeout. We execute. We get a bucket right away. We have a couple possessions back and forth where we are within 10 points, Uh right? Three or four possessions. We came back, had a couple defensive miscues, and then just started taking what's going to be cardinal sins for our team. Tough twos, running one leg shots, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And just not maximizing possessions then we still have some of our turnovers now the turnovers right now they're still inexperienced we're we're, turn, we're turning just throwing where a, where a player should be right instead of playing basketball right? right we're not taking full pivots and being and being sure so we just got to get back even more to basics right and yeah. that's my job to do and we got to be competing more from a defensive standpoint and my whole thing to them is they got to compete in life, right? Mm-hmm. So basketball is a great training table for that. In sure. regard to, we just didn't compete much on the one-on-one matchups. And right. If you're not going to compete against Comer, Dyer, some of those other guys that have experience for Greensburg, it's mm-hmm. going to be a long night, and it proved to be such for the Bulldogs.
2: You uh, you mentioned turnovers, and, and Greensburg is a team that will turn a lot of teams over and force their share of turnovers. But when you're missing, you know, two guys in the backcourt and relying on on a, on a freshman who is really, you know, a baptism by fire kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Um, that, that That's kind of stacked against you.
5: It is. And, and it's going to be a long road until we get him back. Mm-hmm. But we'll get better each week. The guys looked even more sure. careful tonight as we, quite frankly, we had to rep things more and more and more. And there was so. hope through the week last week that maybe Colby back. And he's not going to be. Hopefully we get him back around that Christmas time maybe. Right. And then Connor Miles will hopefully follow not too long after if his back proceeds the way it is right now, which uh-huh. is a good thing. And then we'll, we'll have some depth back at point guard. Yeah. And, and you know this there's no more I think there's no more important position on the floor than point guard because they're the coach on the floor they run the show and Cole Warner is that in spades in terms of that senior point guard and has really done Uh a great job for us verbally defensively he just competes all the time Mm. he takes guys with him right? and now that's gone who's going to fill that void we're still trying to do that collectively Mm
2: -hmm. Well, as we look ahead now to the weekend uh, game that we're going to have uh, on one hundred three point nine WRBI Friday night, you head to Lawrenceburg to take on a Tiger team, and you know these these names I'm sure are very familiar to you: Yoon, Patel, uh, Bobo Jackson, and, and Bobo's got a brother too, by the way, Cooper. And uh, boy, the Meyer kids kind of been quietly impressive as well with his ability to distribute and defend so far. So that's that's a handful of Tigers you're going to be meeting with on
5: Friday. Yeah, they're good. They're they're they've got a lot of um, depth. They've got some experience. They they play hard. And when a D1 Notre Dame recruit is, is coming off your bench, mm-hmm. you know you have some depth, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the Craig can congratulations Craig. to him and his All-American yeah. nod. Um, so, we'll our hands full. They will – they're going to switch things up defensively. Mm-hmm. So, from full court to three-quarter court to the half court, we're going to be ready for zone one, two, one, one, run and jump two three zone. Mm-hmm. But – Quite frankly, the next two days after today, we're going to still continue to worry about us. Right. Thursday, we'll start to worry about the Tigers and get that scout in. It doesn't get any easier. Saturday, no, you I.
2: don't get it. You don't get a breather Saturday by any means. Two A Southwestern. That's that's a good team.
5: Yeah, and, and they graduate some guys, but they they filled that stable again in a hurry. Mm-hmm. So they've got some good players. And that'll be a little bit of a different. They're still playing some of the the two three that's been down there forever, mm-hmm. but then they kind of. They, they'll bring up and use some pressure, so they'll kind of tilt it a little diff- differently. And for mm-hmm. us all weekend, it's going to be how well collectively can we see what they're doing, recognize what they're doing. Obviously, Kate is a freshman. They can't be all on his shoulders, right. so the seniors will have to really help and compliment him. And I think we can do that because I think if we can get past the initial pressure, the initial action or trap or pressure that they're running at us, we got some chance to be successful because we got guys that have basketball skills. And if, we, if it gets in that kind of game where we break that initial pressure, we can go score the basketball. And then defensively, we can get back, and hopefully we'll see an improved product on the floor this week compared to Friday. All right.
2: Well, we wish you all the best this weekend. Again, we'll see you on Friday night. And uh, uh, Southwestern, by the way, Southwestern Hander, I always, always like that gym for some reason, the King Gym down there. It's kind of a, kind of a cool place. Let's change gears now because, uh, you know, we've got breaking news here on Country 103.9 WRBI regarding to Batesville Boys Basketball. What do you have, Coach?
5: I've got two things, Bryce, and and I was checking my phone as as you were wrapping up the interview with Coach Teasing. First thing is the Raver family, Joe Raver, who's going to be retiring as CEO. is Hillenbrand is honoring him with a a, um, Raver family scholarship to celebrate the years of of time and effort that Joe put into Hill Hillman Industries mm-hmm. and that's going to go to a basketball mm-hmm. player starting after this next year for a, for $1000 to a senior on the Batesville High School men's varsity basketball team. Nice. And as I read the article just it it is it describes Joe absolutely the way Joe is. Mm-hmm. And Joe is always very humble, willing to help. It's been a pleasure to coach both of his sons. Yeah. Right. Robert, and they're two very different boys, right? So just the depth of their personalities. I've enjoyed both of them, and then I have Robert, or I have Thomas Thomas. yet this year. Mm -hmm. Robert graduated two years ago, saw Robert over Thanksgiving. So it just embodies what Joe's always been about, and and that's Batesville. right? We're just, the program will be the lucky recipient of it for years to come now. So what a legacy to leave. Just all the lessons, and and I love the way they put it in the article too, all the lessons that one learns through sport, Mm -hmm. whether it be basketball or whatever sport you choose, at the end of the day, that's what's really important. And that's what came up in our film session today, Mm -hmm. just that competing part. So congratulations, Joe Raver, on an ultra-successful career. And I appreciate their family thinking of and and giving back to Batesville High School and the student-athletes to come. Mm -hmm. And then from a player standpoint, this will be – so this is a scoop for you. This will be announced tomorrow statewide, but Michael Metzer, Batesville High School graduate who everybody knows the career Michael put together for Batesville High School – He'll be named to the Hall of Fame Silver Anniversary Team tomorrow morning. Wow! How about that? So, congratulations to Michael Menser. You talk, Bryce. What's what I've been so fortunate with? Steve Gall, for example. People remember that name, the uh-huh. Gall family. Steve Gall. Um, he's up in Michigan. He he made a donation donation here recently to Batesville Basketball just because he wants to get back, and he yeah. brought his dad with him to the game on Friday. And it was awesome to see him. He stopped and said hi. So you go, Michael Menser, Joe Raver, just some Batesville basketball alums that have taken what they learned at Batesville High School and have have impacted people, Mm -hmm. right, and and made the world a better place for all of us. And now Michael gets his due credit as far as being named to that Hall of Fame Silver Anniversary team. As you know, were you around to see him play when he was playing? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. so that's why you have to ask people, were you around to see Michael play? (laughs) And we're not even talking at the college level, right, Right. which was so incredible. But I remember coming home from college specifically to come and see this little five-foot-nothing guard I was hearing about. Mm -hmm. And Bryce, now he did. He is human because he did have a leg injury. Think about last year; he broke his. I think he broke his foot or maybe his leg. Was he working out with you? No, he was not. <laughs> but the year before that, so our last, our last alumni game, right before we get into the season with the pandemic, he was playing our alumni game, and, and you have these fresh out of college guys or college guys come back, and they want to guard Michael, right? They yeah. want to guard Michael. <laughs> and one young man, way younger than Michael, was in defense stance, ready to ready to stop him in transition. So Michael pulls up. He reverse dribbles between his legs at 45-degree angle. Uh-huh. This kid's closing out on him, and Michael's got the shot offense in the rim before the kid even realizes <laughs> put a hand up. <laughs> so first, it's almost like the um, Tom Brady, almost right. like he doesn't age, but, right. but he is getting over that injury, and um, that really could have said, oh, I'm not big enough, I'm not this, I'm not that. Just put so much time into the game, and now he's going to be in the – He's going to be recognized for that forever. It's awesome.
2: Well, that's fantastic. Well, Coach, I greatly appreciate you coming down tonight and also uh, sharing the good news about the program. And uh, we look forward to coming to you on Friday night. We wish you good luck then and on Saturday down in Hanover as well. Thank you. Our pleasure. Aaron Garrett, head coach of the Batesville Bulldogs. I'll be back to close out the show in just a moment. This is Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI.
0: Hey, Cecil Ison from Ison's Family Pizza. The holidays are among us, and we're super happy to have our employee Christmas party tonight. With that being said, we are closing our doors today at 4. The Ison's Family Pizza staff would like to say thanks to our customers for your patronage this year. And tonight, Krista and I also get to say thank you to our employees. I also want to give a shout out to Snickers and Peanuts and the Toros for supplying our food tonight. Once again, Ison's Family Pizza is closing today, December 6th at 4 p.m., for our employee Christmas party.
7: This holiday season, believe in the magic of connection with high-speed internet and free gifts from Great Plains Communications. New internet customers receive 1 month free and a $100 gift card of their choice. Existing internet customers receive a $50 gift card of their choice when they upgrade their speed. Contact us today at 866-382-4968 or gpcom.com/connect21. Speed and service availability may vary by location. Other restrictions may apply. Offer valid through January 7th, 2022.
1: You are- Tune to Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza at 103.9 WRBI.
2: And before I close the show out tonight, I'd like to thank Cecil Eisen and the staff here at Eisen's Family Pizza for being such great hosts. We need to get out of their hair because they are going to have that Christmas party coming up here as soon as we shut things down. We'd like to thank our other wonderful sponsors, including Gehrings, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Great Plains Communications, Hurton Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Brun's Gutswiller. Big thanks to John Howe for engineering the show at the studio, and to my boys' basketball coaches tonight, Oldenburg's Gary Mormon, East Central's David Disbro, South Ripley's Tyler Teasing, and Batesville's. Aaron Garrett. This reminder, we have a big 1A girls basketball matchup tomorrow. A pairing of two top five teams as number three Dell plays at number one Waldron. Bob Ressert will be with me on the broadcast. Join us as uh, we hope you can join us as well around 710 with the pregame show. That will do it for me, Bryce Kendrick, sitting in for the Hall of Famer and coach uh, Ron Raver and his wife, Sally. We'll be back at uh, tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. with a fresh look at local sports and I'll be in studio at 12 o'clock to take you through your afternoon. Until then, You enjoy your evening. Thanks so much for listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI.
1: Join us again next time for another edition of Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. And check out our Coach's Corner podcast archives online at wrbiradio.com from 103.9 WRBI, Batesville, Greensburg, Brookville, Versailles.